Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was forced to cut an appearance in Belleville, Ontario short after protesters swarmed his motorcade. Another university in Ontario is hiring its faculty based on race. The majority of Canadians think Trudeau is spending way too much, according to a new poll. Hello Canada, it's Friday, July 21st, and I'm Cosmin Georgia, your host for True North's Daily Brief. And I'm Ili Cantin-Anthel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in Belleville, Ontario on Thursday to celebrate the anniversary of the government's child care benefit and meet with the mayor to visit a farmer's market. However, Trudeau's visit was cut short as protesters swarmed his motorcade and surrounded him. Protesters showed up at the farmer's market outside City Hall as Trudeau took selfies with supporters. Here's what that sounded like. This isn't the first time Trudeau has been heckled this week. Earlier in the week, Trudeau was loudly booed during an appearance to open the 2023 North American Indigenous Games in Halifax. So, Ellie, it seems like the crowds that are booing and and opposing Justin Trudeau seem to diversify. Doesn't matter where he goes, whether he's at an Indigenous event or he's just, you know, visiting an ordinary farmer's market. Just about every public event he goes to, there seems to be somebody who really, really doesn't want him there. Is this a sign of things to come in the next election? Is he really that unpopular or is this just a loud vocal minority? Uh, No, I do think it's a sign of things to come. And it is because he is unpopular. Now, I do want to just state that he was kind of heckled in the last election and he won anyways. But... Uh, things have just gotten a lot worse for him since because back then it was mostly just the freedom convoy type crowd. Now he's getting booed by indigenous peoples. He's getting a lot of criticism from the Muslim community for not tackling gender ideology and instead promoting gender ideology. And, and here's the thing, Trudeau uses divide and conquer tactics. That's how he won in 2019. He pinned Alberta and Quebec against the rest of the country and he wanted in 2021 by promising to oppress the unvaccinated and you know unlike his other promises he fulfilled that so when you divide and conquer you get people really angry at you and now there's a lot of people that are angry and Cosman just wait till the next election remember during elections people get all hyped up right people get all politically hyped up and if Trudeau tries to be divisive again which I feel he might uh, admits a strong conservative leader I fear it's going to get real ugly It's also important to note just the huge contrast of events between those held by Pierre Poiliev and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. You know, every time we see uh, one of Poiliev's events, they're they're packed stadiums and there's all supporters. You don't really see anybody coming out to uh, protest the leader of the opposition. 
Now, from just like a strategic standpoint, is there any turning this ship around for the Liberal Party? Uh, because there's been some talks about a cabinet shuffle, you know, just to bring in some new and fresh faces. We we had some some Liberal MPs get newly elected during the by-election, and I'm I suspect they're going to bring the one from Montreal into cabinet. She's been a longtime Liberal Party operative. So what do you think the Liberals are, are planning here? It really seems that the Trudeau brand of 2015, which was a brand of unity, of, of optimism, of hope and hard work, has been so tarnished that I think if the Liberals are ought to win again with Trudeau, it's going to be another one of those ugly wins with, you know, 30 to 33 percent of the vote. Um, in terms of the cabinet shuffle, I mean, sure, having new people in cabinet could be good. Uh, there are definitely some ministers that are disliked by the public. I, I can think of Pablo Rodriguez, Omar Algabra, uh, Marco Menencino. Uh, but usually what happens is when they shift the cabinet, they just put more people in that do ba bad things and those people become disliked. I mean, Omar Algabra only got into cabinet during the pandemic. Nobody knew really who he was before and he's become really disliked since. So there's not much I think the liberals could do. They have really divided and angered people. And I think they, they have to take a really strong look at and thoughtful look at how to address this because i mean cosmin it's sad i mean the fact that that prime minister can't go anywhere without being heckled like this it really shows that there's a lot of anger here the university of guelph's department of sociology and anthropology is looking to hire a new assistant professor but eligible applicants must identify as black or indigenous the recruitment is part of the university's Black and Indigenous Hiring Initiative, a $3.6 million equity, diversity, and inclusion program. The job posting for the Assistant Professor and Sociological Criminology found on U of G's website notes that, quote, the department seeks applicants with teaching interests in the area of racialization, crime, social control, and inactive clearly articulated international comparative and or domestic research agenda that critically engages this area. Those interested in the position must be, quote, qualified individuals who identify as persons of Black, African, or Caribbean descent and or Indigenous. U of G says, quote, applicants will be asked to self-identify through the applicant tracking questionnaire facilitated by diversity and human rights. The university's questionnaire also asks candidates their gender and their sexual orientation. U of G says applicants for the position must also support its indigenization agenda, as well as EDI ideology. Other Ontario universities who have engaged in race-based hiring practices include Toronto Metropolitan University, formerly known as Ryerson, and the University of Ottawa, which excluded white scholars from professor positions as a way to, quote, combat systemic racial discrimination. So Cosman, mostly since 2020, we have heard a lot about this need to eradicate racism from society. And, you know, I agree with that objective. I think racism is an evil sin that does not belong in Canada. However, the solutions from the woke left to fighting racism has been uh, this positive discrimination, as they call it, affirmative action, and this idea of hiring professors based on race and in other cases in universities, having spaces and events that are uh, exclusive to members of certain race, 
why do you think they believe that being overtly racist can address racism? Well, I think the progressive left has wholly abandoned precepts of equality, things like colorblindness. So treating people just based on being people and not really addressing their race. What they've replaced those things with are, are stuff like equity and diversity and inclusion initiatives. And equity essentially means uh, the belief that you know, because certain groups face inherent disadvantages due to systemic racism, they require additional supports, they require programs like this, you know, race-based hiring, things of that nature. To be honest, I haven't seen the data to justify that any of this actually works. It seems like departments and, and businesses are actually getting less competent as we move forward into this new woke agenda before things seem to work relatively fine. So there's a lot of different movements within the left that justify what they're doing now. There's a whole philosophical foundation and they've seemed to wholly uh, embrace it. Right, for sure. And I mean, it is kind of uh, interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll point to a, a column our founder and editor-in-chief Candace Malcolm wrote in 2021. She said, we used to call these people racists but today they call themselves anti-racists. And if you disagree with them, then they call you racist. And we've seen this in real life. There was this um, racially segregated yoga class at the University of Guelph. And when Jonathan Kay pointed out that it was happening, the instructor went to the media and said that basically opposing uh, these types of classes was racist. A majority of Canadians believe Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's spending priorities are out of touch and that they pay too much in taxes. This is according to a new Ipsos poll released by the Montreal Economic Institute, surveying the views of 1,020 Canadian adults. MEI Senior Director of Communications Renaud Brossard said, Quote, not only do Canadians find that the Trudeau government spends too much, but they also find that it spends unwisely. This seems to indicate a disconnect between the Department of Finance and the people whose money is entrusted in its care. Three in four Canadians believe that they were spending too much in income taxes, while fewer than a quarter believe that the Prime Minister was using taxpayer funding on the right programs. Quebec saw the highest percentage of people, 64%, who believe that the government was overspending. Across Canada, 55% of people cited Ottawa for overspending. Some of the programs taxpayers took issue with were carbon taxes, with 45% looking at the costs negatively, while 41% saw it positively. In the government's latest federal budget, the feds ditched its projection to balance the budget within five years, with the next fiscal year predicting a $40.1 billion deficit. In total, the Liberals have pledged a whopping $497 billion in this year's budget. So a few things about this poll. One, I'm not surprised that Canadians believe they're paying too much in taxes. I mean, we're paying some of the highest taxes in the world in this country. What's more interesting is the disconnect, as noted here by the poll authors, between Canadians and the Department of Finance. You know, they, they're splurging on all these programs that don't necessarily connect with a lot of the population, carbon taxes being a huge example. There's such a divide when you talk about carbon taxes 
with some people being totally happy with uh, paying extra taxes to save the environment, with some people being totally fine with paying extra taxes to supposedly save the environment, while other people are totally against it and don't really see it as uh, contributing to anything. So what, what do you think is behind this divide? Because it seems to be a pretty even split here. Well, I think, Cosman, that uh, a lot of Canadians are feeling financial pressures with inflation, with everything being more expensive, and they've had to make some financial sacrifices. So when they see their federal government, which again is taxing them at very high levels, I mean, our taxes are so high here in Canada, and then they're seeing them spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on all these things. I mean, the last deficit, as you say, it's $40 billion um, under Harper budgets were being balanced. Uh, other provinces are balancing budgets. I mean, the Trudeau has increased the number of federal employees by 40% since 2015. That is 40% more of a workforce. Like that's a lot of more people to pay. Uh, so I, I just think Canadians are seeing their government get bigger and bigger and spend more and more. And they're, they're starting to feel a little bit um, disaligned and, and disillusioned by all of that. Right. And just before we end off here, it's good that you point out that it's not impossible to balance the budget. We've seen provincial governments do it. But here we have a prime minister who has said in the past that the budget will balance itself. He's also said that he doesn't you know, spend his time thinking about fiscal matters. So is this reflective of a deeper problem within our prime minister's perception of what matters and, and how this government handles money? Oh, I absolutely think so. I mean, a lot of this is ideological. Look, the pandemic required the government to spend money, but he spent a lot more money than he had to. And if you look again at Alberta, they had to spend money and they've managed to balance the budget. Uh, Quebec has also been pretty good financially uh, with its restraint. Uh, but yeah, Trudeau, as you said, he thinks the budget balance itself. And he has also said in the past that math is not his strong suit. And his um, fiscal policies have been criticized by even his former finance minister, Bill Morneau. So I do think a lot of this is ideological. And unfortunately, when it comes to piling on debt and deficits, the people who end up paying the cost are the future generations. And I don't think it's fair that we're putting all this debt on their back. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.